Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Draft your team with no in-season management. Get the optimal score each week of the season and have a shot at over $10 million in total prize money in their Best Ball Mania 3 contest. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, sign up with promo code FSE, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code FSE and draft your Best Ball Mania 3 team today. What's going on, guys? It's Fancy Stock Exchange here, bringing you another episode of the Dynasty Decision Series we're doing over here at the Fancy Stock Exchange YouTube channel. As you guys would have heard on the last episode coming out yesterday, this is Dynasty Decisions Week, baby. We're going through all the decisions questions, Dynasty Decisions questions we have currently in our queue, helping you guys out, helping you make those crucial decisions in your Dynasty Leagues. But before we get into it, as always, Corey, how are you doing today? Yeah, I mean, we're closing in on like the transition in the calendar from dynasty season to redraft season once we get like training camps opening and stuff. So we figured before we get into that season, we got to give you guys the goods. We got to give you all the uh, trade questions. Where's my team going questions, rookie draft questions that you guys have for us. And like Danny said, we have a queue of about, you know, 30 teams or whatever that we're going to get through this week. Uh, We'll have a special announcement after the intro. But before we get into it, as always, hit the thumbs up button. If you guys enjoy, comment any of your thoughts down below. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. If you want access to Dynasty Decisions, you want your question featured. Our patrons get first priority. Patreon.com forward slash Fantasy Stock Exchange. Link is in the description for that. Or if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, Discord, wherever, uh, email. uh, All the links are down below for that if you guys want to be on future episodes. So before we get into it, let's hit the intro. All right, so like I said before the intro, to celebrate our 50th episode of Dynasty Decisions and to celebrate Dynasty Decisions Week, our 50th episode will be on, I guess, Thursday when this is coming out or Friday when this is coming out. And on that episode, we are going to announce a winner of a Amazon gift card, $100 Amazon gift card to one of you guys, one of you loyal FSE subscribers. So to enter this contest, either on yesterday's video, today's video that we're recording right now, and uh, tomorrow's video, uh, so 47, 48, or 49, Comment down below Dynasty Decisions. DM us a screenshot that you've commented to the Fantasy Stock Exchange Twitter account, um, which is linked in the description as well. And make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and following both myself and Danny on Twitter. So those are the four requirements for you to get entered into that contest. Like I said, a $100 Amazon gift card for free for one of you guys, um, loyal FSE subscribers. So if you're interested in that, uh, you know, check out the, uh, the, the pinned comment will be all the details uh, listed there. And uh, also just, you know, comment down below dynasty decisions for the algorithm as well. So mumbo jumbo aside, you know, uh, stuff aside, let's get into the first question, which is from Kyle, uh, uh, who is a member of the Patreon, Kyle quad four on discord, 10 team, super flex PPR league. Uh, you guys can see the team on the screen there. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence as his main quarterbacks, Austin Eckler, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall as his main running backs. Also has Jamar Chase, CD lamb, Brandon cooks, Elijah Moore, Allen Robinson, et cetera, at wide receiver. Uh, and then at tight end, mainly Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson does not have any of his first, second, third, or fourth round picks in 2023 does not have his first in 2024, all of his picks in 2025. He basically, he said here, he used his 2023 picks and some backups to acquire the one one which was Brees Hall. Then he traded his 2024 first for Mark Andrews. So basically wants to know thoughts on his team in general, and if there's any moves that he would make. 
rebuilding since 2020, and now he's ready to make a push, basically push his chips into the middle. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is clearly a win-now team, as you guys can see. There's a lot of point potential uh, with the structure of this team, uh, especially given the fact that you don't have your 2023 or 2024 first-round pick. Um, the main move that really sticks out to me right away before I fully, fully dive into it is, yes, yeah, so like Mark Andrews, I, I fully agree. He is a difference maker at tight end for the cost of a 2024 one. I have no problem going out and making that move. The name that sticks out to me, though, if you can package you know, TJ Hawkinson to Jalen Hurts and maybe get his star quarterback, or potentially you can package TJ Hawkinson with Antonio Gibson and get a huge upgrade at running back. Those are the main evident moves. If you can, you know, package what Hawkinson and Gibson, you think you can get up to like maybe not McCaffrey range, but maybe right under that. Maybe, you know, Barkley, Barkley in, in a small receiver piece, something like that. Yeah, maybe ETN, Dobbins, uh, Acres. if you're into somebody like that. I'd be cool making a move like that. Antonio Gibson will be most likely your RB3 for this season, depending on how Brees Hall kind of uh, works his way into the starting roster right away. But uh, Austin Eckler and DeAndre Swift are going to lock down that position for you. You do have two flexes, obviously, that um, you know Gibson can work his way into. But yeah, I agree. I think Hawkinson and Gibson are the two guys that I would potentially look to upgrade on this roster. But I mean, if you did nothing with this team, you'd probably still be in a great position to compete. Like you said, two top 10 quarterbacks with those two guys that you have there. Eckler and Swift should both be top eight running backs this year. Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, um, those guys should be top 10 wide receivers. Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, Elijah Moore, all you know top 24 caliber dudes as well. And then Andrews should be a top three tight end with Hawkinson also uh, contributing to a, a pretty sizable degree as well. But yeah, Hawkinson would be the guy. For, for me as the biggest standout of what I would look to move Gibson Hawkinson, maybe you want to move them, try and recoup some of your draft capital, or if you want to just uh, go after another running back or wide receiver or something to help you compete. Or maybe again, like you can add Hawkinson to Hertz and go after like maybe somebody's lower on Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Maybe you can work up to that tier. That's the other option I could see. Uh, again, I would be uh, very creative with the type of offers I make, but either Gibson and Hawkinson for a huge upgrade at running back or maybe a Hart slash Lawrence plus Hawkinson to get you. Hopefully, like if you can somehow get into that Kyler Lamar range again, like I said, that would be a home run type of move for you. Yeah, I also would consider just one for one swapping Antonio Gibson, getting a little bit more fragile at running back and grabbing a wide receiver. If you can get Keenan Allen for for Antonio Gibson, just do that. Like your your team is ready to compete. Keenan Allen's going to be a bigger point difference maker to your team, especially in a PPR league, than Antonio Gibson will be. So I'd be cool making a move like that. Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, anybody in that territory would make some sense as well. Yep. No, I agree. So uh, we can move on to the next team that's going to be from Chan Hughes. And this is a 12-team Superflex tiered PPR league. Um, you guys can see the team, but uh, the headers at quarterback are going to be Matthew Stafford and Ryan Tannehill in specific. Running backs, you got CMC, Miles Sanders, CEH, et cetera there. Wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson, George Pickens, uh, and the others there. Tight ends, you have Travis Kelsey, Bush's uh, enemy, to say the least, uh, there. So he has a couple questions here. First of all, is this team good enough to keep, compete? I'll let you take a look uh, and give me your thoughts on that. This team looks really shallow to me, if I'm being honest. Like, at, if you go across the board, your first guy, Stafford, CMC, Cup, Kelsey, that's obviously very good. But then the second you go to the next territory of your second guy at every position, it gets pretty dicey pretty quickly. Yes. You would need probably a lot to break right to compete with this team, and including, you know, some of the better teams in your league suffering some injuries. Like, it wouldn't even just be your own team that you would need a lot to break right for. So, yeah, I think personally, this is the type of team that I would look to reconstruct and rebuild with because. Yeah. Um, you know, come mid season, you might lose a lot of value on some of these players as it currently stands. Cooper cup is a top 20 pick in dynasty startups right now. Not saying he's going to be bad next year, but there's a chance that he's viewed more as like a back end wide receiver one 
midway through the season. And uh, that's something that will obviously have lost value for you. And you can transition Cooper Cup into probably multiple first round picks right now. Yeah, the, the, the problem with Cooper Cup, again, if you're, if you're, you know, like completely a top two team in your league and you want to hold on to Cup because he's projected to be the wide receiver one this year, sure. But in your position, like Cooper Cup's a tough asset to be holding because even if he still has a really good year next year, let's say he has, you know, 1,300 or 1,400 yards and like 10 to 12 touchdowns, which is still a top five wide receiver type of season. He falls to the wide receiver 9-10 range in Dynasty as opposed to, you know, the wide receiver 3-5 to five that he's currently about uh, in most startups now. You know, 18th overall pick currently, according to Deco uh, FFADP. So if you can transition that in your position, you're not relying upon that production because, quite frankly, I agree with Corey. I don't think that you can really make the case to be a top 2-3 to three team in your league. So if I'm not stuck in that, again, we always say monsters win championships, not good teams. So if you can transition what's probably a solid team right now for uh, per, parlay that into, you know, future 2023, 2024 capital and be able to rebuild this thing with young appreciating talent to be able to push your chips in by 2024. That's the type of reconstruction I would do. Again, this is not a team that I'm looking at like as a full rebuild, more so as a retool, maybe packaging, you know, those high, high value quality assets that you have with CMC cup, Kelsey and, you know, if you get a, a crazy offer for Stafford, like if somebody says, listen, like I want to push my chips in, I'm willing to give you, you know, Zach Wilson in the 2023 first for Stafford. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the type of deal that could materialize in your league. Maybe, you know, you can make it a huge deal. Wilson and three first could get the guy Stafford and cup and get them that stack. And if they're trying to win now, I mean, that's a, a league winning type of stack for them. If they have the basis to be able to compete at that point. Right. Like you, like I said, at, at the top positions, you have some guys that can fetch you hefty draft capital. 1.5 yes. tight end premium. Once the season begins, people are going to realize that Travis Kelsey's putting up like 30 points a game in that kind of format. And you can legitimately get, um, you know, probably two first round picks for a guy that's, you know, 34 years old or whatever right now. CMC, once he's back on the field and healthy, people will probably remember how good he is as well. Two so I would probably, I, I actually lean towards the side more of just absolutely tearing this thing down yes. rather than retooling. I would probably sell Stafford, Tannehill, Daniel Jones while he's still a starter, CMC, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, whoever you can get really good value for. Obviously, pick your times and pick your spots. If Travis Kelsey isn't fetching you a lot right now, he will during the season. Same goes um, for Stafford and CMC if people aren't biting on those guys. The reason why I said retool more so is just because he does. I mean, I, I guess like other than pick, uh, Pickens and Wilson, he doesn't really have as much youth as thought. Uh, I mean, Claypool too. He doesn't really have as much youth as I thought. But when I saw those names, I thought he had, you know, young appreciating assets behind them. So yeah, in your position, you know, you hold your Wilson, you hold your Pickens, you hold your Claypool and you hold Dylan as well. I'd probably say aside from that, I mean, everybody is free game. Yeah, because like when you look at this team, right? Like if you just look at your starting lineup alone, yeah. it's Stafford and Tannehill. Then you have CMC and AJ Dillon, Miles Sanders, like Sanders, who's your RB2 yeah. here. You got three wide receivers, Cooper Cup, obviously stud, but then you're relying on probably one or two rookies here. Garrett Wilson, George Pickens, and then obviously Adam Thielen, Claypool would probably work themselves into your lineup right away. Your tight end's going to be Kelsey, but then you're flexing like Damian Harris, Claypool, uh, CEH type of guys. I just think there's got to be at least two or three better teams in your league, given the, the landscape here. So I would proactively decide to rebuild this thing before uh, things kind of hit the fan here. And some of these guys uh, maybe lose some value. Um, he says, if you're not, obviously we are looking to rebuild this thing. He said, kind of scared this team. It's going to be stuck in the middle. So I'm thinking I may want to blow it up and do it at the right time. So yeah, like I said, at the right time, the right time to sell cup would be now, I would say, because I think he's probably not going to go much higher in value. He's currently the highest valued older wide receiver. 
So he can't really go any higher than that. He's a top 20 pick CMC and Kelsey. You might want to hold off until the season because they have their own separate concerns. One Kelsey's just old and people don't value older players in the off season and CMC, the injury concern will, will scare some people off. So maybe I'd wait to sell those guys to like week three, week four. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. We can uh, pretty much transition to the next team. He kind of outlines it here. I think I may need to blow it up. Yeah, I, I would agree with you at this point. You have some, you know, high level point producers that you can transition and parlay into capital. So uh, I like that move. We can move on to Josh Lindsay's team, uh, a 10 team superflex tight end premium league. He says that the startup was last year. They start two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and two flexes in additional to the Superflex format. You guys can see the team, but heading the quarterback core, you have Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, and Trey Lance here. Running backs, you got Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, James Conner, and Melvin Gordon. Wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb, Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, Amonor St. Brown, Michael Gallup, Chase Kloop, Claypool, and the others there. And at tight end, you got Mark Andrews, followed up by TJ Hawkinson and Robert Tunyon. You guys can see the picks there. He does not have his 2023 first, but he does have four 2024 ones, two 2024 twos, and uh, an allotment of future picks there. So overall, he kind of just wanted us to look at the team, maybe give some advice there, and go over his recent deal. So we'll go through the recent deals first because that's what he lists here first. The first deal, uh, the most recent one he made, was he was able to receive Saquon Barkley, Mark Andrews, Amon St. Brown, Jamison Williams, a 2025 one and two, and a 2023 three, as well as two 2024 seconds for Kyle Pitts and Ezekiel Elliott. I love Kyle Pitts, but if you're telling me I can recoup that type of value and still get Mark Andrews, yeah, I'm smashing it. Yeah, to me, Andrews and Barkley probably cancel each other out. That's about probably fair for Kyle Pitts. Maybe throw a bunch of like late, like mid round picks into that deal to kind of square that away for the stud factor the of Pitts. Twos? But like, I mean, Zeke, I would rather have either of the Lions wide receivers than Leak. Uh, uh, Zeke. I would rather have a 2025 first over Zeke. And the, again, the other picks are kind of just gravy here. So, I mean, I, I love what you've done here. The one thing I will, I want to point out with this team is he has some aging assets, Tom Brady and, you know, some of the running backs and stuff uh, and Keenan Allen. But the thing that I love that he set up his team is that he can replenish some of his aging assets naturally with the, the four 2024 first that he has two 2025 first. So you're not even really hamstrung necessarily into saying, Oh, I would love to transition Alvin Kamara into a younger running back or Keenan Allen into a younger wide receiver. You can pretty much ride those guys off into the sunset, knowing that you're going to add four high end rookies and what projects to be a really strong class in 2024. Yeah, no, I mean, this team is built to quote unquote win forever, if you will. Cause I mean, you have, you know, young appreciability, even in your top assets. I mean, you're still talking about Trey Lance, a very, very top end type of asset Dak Prescott. He, he's older for a quarterback, but, realistically, I mean, until he's 33 years old, he's probably still going to be a locked and loaded top 15 pick in Superflex leagues, given the talent and given the situation insulation there over in Dallas. CeeDee Lamb, we know how he is in, uh, in Dynasty. He's a top five wide receiver. Yeah, like you have a lot of young talent. Just look at the starting lineup, man. Yeah. Tom, like, like this year, it'll be Tom Brady and Dak Prescott, unless Trey Lance obviously is great. You're going to have Kamara and Barkley as your top two running backs. So you're going to have CeeDee Lamb, Debo, Samuel, Keenan Allen as your top three wide receivers with Mark Andrews as your tight end, and you're flexing like ETN, James Conner, Amon Ross, St. Brown types. Like that is a really, really strong team for this year, and also you're pretty well set up for the future. There is one move that sticks out to me like a sore thumb. If your league really loves the name value of Alvin Kamara, and you can move him for Leonard Fournette plus, maybe a plus a 2023 20, second, or maybe you give Kamara in a second for Fournette in a first, you can get that type of move. 
I'm doing that 100 times out of 100. Yeah, maybe, you know, if Alvin Kamara is ready to play week one, he may outscore Fournette, which, again, that's still a conversation. If we knew Kamara was playing 16, 17 games next year and we knew that from Fournette, that's like a conversation, 50-50 type of deal with who will score more given the insulation that Fournette has in that Tampa offense. Only the dynasty market hasn't kind of adjusted to that yet. They are both win-now running backs, except one goes incredibly early in startups comparatively to the other. So I think Fournette would be a great pivot while still accumulating some value, accumulating, accumulating some extra liquidity to this team, which you've already built out plenty. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind even just upgrading from Camara to a younger running back like that Swift or, or, or Najee or somebody like that with the team that you currently have set up. All right, and he wanted to uh, he wanted us to review the trades that got him to this point. So we're going to start with like the first trade that he made, and then obviously the most recent trade we kind of outlined, the Barkley-Andrews one. But the first trade that he made was he sent away uh, Kenny Pickett and Cortland Sutton, and he got a 2023 first and a 2024 first. We don't need to spend any time on that. You took that guy to the woodshed. Sent away yeah. Justin Jefferson, received Debo, Sutton, Trey Lance, a 2024 first and the 201, which again was, uh, was Pickett. So that's pretty crazy to me. Like how much is Debo? What's the difference between Debo and Jefferson? Like it's, it's, there's a difference obviously, but Debo and a 2024 first and Sutton, is that enough for you to move off of Jefferson? I would say two ones of value. Debo uh, and Lance for sure is enough for me to move well, off. A hundred percent. Yes. Debo and Lance would get it. I would value Lance at about two ones. So yeah, Debo and Lance would do that for me in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Debo and, Maybe two ones, maybe not obviously both 2023, but maybe, you know, Debo, a 2023 one and 2024 one is probably about market value. Yeah, uh, you got free assets here. You got a free Lance for the most part. If I value, you know, Debo, a first picket and Sutton, let's just say hypothetically for Jefferson, which may even be more on the costly side, you got a free Trey Lance or you get a free 2024. So either way, like I like the value that you got here. This is the definition of if you were to sell high on an asset, what the type of package you should be looking for. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy to me that somebody gave up that much for one wide receiver. As yeah. much as I love Jefferson, that is a lot to give up. Um, and speaking of a lot to give up, he traded away 2023 first, a tw- uh, two 2024 first, and a 2024 second for Kyle Pitts. And obviously, we just talked about the trade that he eventually flipped Kyle Pitts for even more than that. But that is, uh, I would say, probably appropriate value. Three, three firsts and a, and a second, that's pretty much what Kyle Pitts goes for which uh, it doesn't shock me one bit that you had to pay that, especially in a tight end premium league that you're in. And then the final trade that he made leading up to the final uh, one that we already talked about is he got a uh, 2024 first in exchange for Jamison Williams, which easy trade to make there. So um, going over all those, he basically said the last thing here is I uh, he finished third in the first year of this league. He's made some moves to feel like uh, he's kept himself in a contending window, but also acquired a lot of future assets. Would you recommend any more moves before the season or wait to see? Uh, and use some of my draft capital to buy somebody on a bad team or something like that. I would say, for the most part, it looks like you know what you're doing. We kind of outlined some moves already. I think we can move on to the next team. All right, so the next patron question is going to come from Mason, a 10-team Superflex League. You guys can see the team on the screen. Tua Tungabeloa, Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, et cetera. They're a quarterback. Running backs, you got J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Travis Etienne. Wide receivers, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, Hollywood Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, et cetera, there. And then a tight Arnold end. Moody and, and Elijah Moore buried at the bottom. Just I, thought I I'd did, shout that out. I don't know why they're at the bottom. I don't know why they're under DPJ, but, I mean, you do you. <laughs> and a tight end, you got Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, and Cole Komet, along with what looks like the 103 and 201 and 207 this year. Five 2023 ones in a second. And uh, both your picks, 2024, one and two in 2024. So he kind of wanted us to just, you know, go through some of the trades. And what is that overall, second trade? 
yeah, overall, uh, where he's at, I'm assuming that second trade must have been made in season, which kudos to you because that is a, a fantastic move. But I'll let you, you know, give your input on the team just uh, for, for for next episode. Make sure, you know, uh, Elijah Moore and Darnell Mooney aren't behind uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. <laughs> yeah, I would say this team look, kind of looks like a work in progress right now. There's a, a couple things that you need to upgrade. Obviously, the quarterback position probably being the biggest one. You have some guys I like at running back, obviously, Dobbins and ETN, but uh, not a whole lot else going on past there. And then a few guys that maybe look a little out of place, um, like veteran wide receiver like Keenan Allen, probably be somebody I would look to move during the season because you should maybe even be able to get another first on top of it for him. You still have the 103. You probably add another wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, maybe Drake London. Falls to 103, 201, you should be able to get, you know, Jahan Dotson, uh, David Bell type, and then 207 probably. I'd honestly probably be looking towards like Algier, Damian Pierce with that 207. Um, but we can get into the trades here. He received J.K. Dobbins, the 201, and a mid-first for Derrick Henry in a 307. Yeah. I would rather have J.K. Dobbins in a heartbeat by himself over Derrick Henry, especially given the, the state of your team where you're looking towards more of a future window. The fact that you got a mid-first and a 201 on top of that for Derrick Henry in the 307 is a great move. I'd rather a mid one over Derrick Henry, especially in a 10 team league. I mean, yeah, and especially mid- considering you're not trying to yeah. compete. Yeah. So uh easy smash move. The, the, this next deal, like that guy had to have been, you know, pushing which even if, I mean, is Drew Locke really taking a contending team over the top? Like, let's be honest here. Either way. Uh, I don't know how you pulled this off, but I mean, kudos because <laughs> Cordero Patterson, Drew Locke in a 2023 for what he describes literally here as an early 2023 one. If that pick was the 112, that was a woodshed trade. So yeah. an early one, yeah, that's an easy one there. We don't have to spend any time on that. Another trade here he made, uh, he got Andrews and Hollywood, a uh, mid-2023 first, and Devin Singletary for Kelsey, Lockett, Aaron Jones, and a third. Given these first three trades, it looks like this is the way you build a monster in this league market. It yeah. looks like they have no idea what picks are worth. They just This might be the first year of this league. I'm not exactly sure how many years this league is in, but it looks to me like these guys have not had a rookie draft before, and they don't know how many... Uh, how these uh, picks are worth. So yeah, great move there as well. Getting like Andrews to me is worth like in this package. I would rather have Andrews than Kelsey Lockett and Aaron Jones. I was just about to say like worst case scenario you can argue here is that Andrews and Hollywood equals the entire other package. And then you get a free Singletary in a mid 2023 first. Yeah. Yeah. Like easy move there. Uh, Don't have to spend much time longer on that deal. Next deal here, you got Komet in the 103 in exchange for Alberto, the 107 and 310. Yeah, like I would rather Komet over Alberto, and I would much rather the 103 over the 107 and 310. So excellent yep. move there yet again. Final move, I, I think it's, you know, more of a conversation. Again, I would still you prefer your You didn't destroy side, him but, like you did in the other yeah. move, but this is still, a, I would still take a late still first, uh, the 310 and, and uh, you know, over James Conner in your current league situation where you're not looking to compete right away. So yeah, given what you've gotten for some of these players, yeah, Keenan Allen, I'm putting him on the trade block. I'm seeing what I can get for him because he's probably going to fetch you fucking a early first and a 2024 first given, <laughs> given the league market that you're currently dealing with here. I'm curious, like in this league market, you could probably get like a 2024 one and like a young receiver, like... I wouldn't be shocked again. You have Elijah Moore, but like, what? what what's a another on first for Keenan Allen? You might get a monitor on a twenty twenty four one for Keenan Allen in this market. Like, I yep. wouldn't be shocked. But uh, either way, yeah, he kind of mentions here that quarterbacks are very, very pricey. He mentions that like the guys that are holding like Kirk and Tannehill are looking for uh, a twenty twenty three one plus, especially in a ten team league. Like, don't pay that for. A I mid- would just I, honestly, I would just get your quarterbacks in the next couple draft classes. Yeah. The way your team is currently structured, I would load up at wide receiver, load up on some young running backs and then 
uh, you know, quarterback, if quarterbacks go for a lot, see what you can get for, for Tua. And maybe, maybe I would try and secure one quarterback if you can, because I don't know if I want to necessarily rely on Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and Caleb Williams or something well, like that. I would see if you can go like Tua a first Lance. and second or something like that and see if you can get Lance. like a better quarterback. Yeah. Lance would, uh, would make a lot of sense. He hasn't proven it yet. It looks like your league overvalues production. If you can get a guy that hasn't done anything yet, like Trey Lance or even honestly, even Trevor Lawrence or Justin yeah. Fields, I don't mind with this, this team construction that you have. Even if you have to throw, you know, like to Jared Goff in a first, like maybe somebody, you know, sees Jared Goff better in quarterback. They need a quarterback three. They're trying to compete. Maybe they'll do that for a, a Trey Lance or if they're not willing to do it for Trey Lance. Yeah. Like you mentioned, maybe you can shave off a little piece and, and take Justin Fields or, you know, Trevor Lawrence. I well, think I would, even as a guy that's lower on Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, I would rather have Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence than two on a first, to be honest, I would still rather have those guys. So if you can get that done, I also don't mind that. I would also rather have Zach Wilson than, than two in a first as well. So um, yeah, the quarterback position is really the, the biggest challenge for you. Obviously, like you said, they're, they're pretty expensive in your league. So um, I would definitely keep that in mind. Worst case scenario, you, you draft probably two of them in the 2023 class. And uh, I'll keep it honest. I mean, looking that, looking at that league market, Darren Waller's probably going to net you a fuck ton as well. Oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even see Darren Waller. Yeah, you could probably uh, use him in package. Yeah, if you if you have a contender that needs a QB three, go take Tua, Darren Waller, and you know first or something like that, and see if you can snag a quarterback off them. Maybe you can get uh, from for Tua and Darren Waller. Maybe you can get a first and two seconds or something like that. Yeah, no, I'd be looking for that. That, that That's a good move. We can go on to uh, actually the non-patrons now, uh, starting off with Lumber93, a 10-team super flex half PPR. I'll let you take it away with his team. Yeah, so he's got Murray, uh, Lawrence, Davis Mills, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, mainly at running back, wide receivers, uh, Bateman, Ayuk, Olave, Sky Moore, David Bell, uh, pretty young core there, Rondell Moore, Khalil Shakir, Mark Andrews mainly as his tight end. Uh, in 2023, he has all of his draft picks. Uh, and three seconds, and then he has all of his picks in 2024. So he's made a couple trades here, uh, traded Stephon Diggs for Rashad Bateman, the 310 and a 2023 second. So if you're, again, you're trying to tear it down, I think Rashad Bateman in a second is about appropriate value for yeah. Stephon Diggs, that 310, obviously just gravy there. Traded Jameis Winston, Chase Claypool, and Tyler Higby for Davis Mills, Brandon Ayuk, and CJ Uzama. I mean, Brandon Ayuk to me is just like the best asset in that deal. Davis Mills and Jameis Winston, probably about equal value there. And then Higby and Uzama, I don't really care about either. Pretty pretty lateral there, though I will say this next move, you mean Rashad Penny? Like, yeah, you know, is is Rashad Penny, like if you're a contender, like a decent running back, because, you know, he's still a good player and you could buy him low, sure. But if you could tell me right now that I can swap Rashad Penny right now, Rashad Penny right now for a 2023 second, like, yeah, although I think he could be potentially like decent, he's way too volatile of an asset for me to take over a 2023 second and what appears to be one of the stronger draft classes we've seen in recent memory. So absolutely want the 2023 second there, especially in your situation with the young team that you have. And then the final deal here, I mean, 201, 205, and 210 for 108, 20, yeah, like, yes. What? Like, yeah, I'm assuming he got, you know, Alave or Sky Moore with that pick too, so... so. Yeah, we're looking at what? Two, basically, I mean, 205, 206, yeah, regardless, you know, bragging rights, this guy wants to move up one spot, sure. Um, but, I mean, realistically, 205 and 206 is basically, although you prefer the 205, The, the, the difference in this trade like, is 210 versus 401 to move up from, I mean, 201, you already have David Bell on your team, so you maybe got him with a different pick, but, like, that's, like, the territory of prospect we're talking about here. Um, you know, James Cook, David Bell, George Pickens type, you move up from that to to 
Chris Olave or Sky Moore. That's definitely a, a not a lateral move whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he got one of them with that pick. So yeah, I, I mean, he got both of them, Chris Olave or Sky Moore. So one of them was picked at the pick, and I'm assuming you probably ended up getting David Bell at that 206 that you got anyway. So yeah, home run for you. Love that. Uh, I know the couple questions he has. Overall thoughts on the squad. What do you think about his squad? Just looking at it at face value. I would say there, there's, I mean, Mark Andrews is clearly the guy that sticks out as a guy that's going to really, really help a contender, a guy that I probably want his production off my team to tank my own pick. Um, the nice thing about your rebuild is that you're well set up with two young quarterbacks that are going to hold value through the length of your rebuild, assuming Trevor Lawrence isn't a complete bust. Um, Mark Andrews is what I'd be looking to sell. I, I think your wide receiver core has got some steady pieces. Hopefully you can collect some studs or some of those guys turn into studs. Brees Hall is your main building block at running back. Anybody else is up for grabs. Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders, anybody gets out to a decent start. Antonio Gibson misses four games. I'm selling Brian Robinson. Like anybody on your team is, uh, you know, up for grabs at running back, probably sans Brees Hall, unless it's like a godfather. Um, Mark Andrews, if you can get two firsts for him, or if you can get a first and a young receiver or a first and a young running back or something like that, I'd be looking to move off of Mark Andrews. He also said, how do you think I made out in the trades? Obviously, um, pretty well. Like he said he made that prior to the rookie draft. So he actually made the the 108 move um, up and, you know, secured himself in a lava or sky before the draft actually started. And then question three he has here is things I should be doing to maximize my chances of competing in the coming year or two. So again, 2023 is when I would first start to look towards maybe I can compete, maybe I can't depending on the development of some of my players. Like I said, uh, I would continue to acquire some wide receivers, shoot for some superstars if you can, because you have a lot of good wide receivers, but not a lot of superstar potential quite yet. I think Bateman, Sky Moore, and Alave have like the best chance of that, and Ayuk as well, but it's it's too early to tell. I don't know if any of those guys are ever going to be like top five dynasty wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, could you make, you know, bull cases that, you know, a guy like Rashad Bateman maybe uh, with Marquise Brown? He's got the best chance, I would say, at being like a top eight dynasty wide receiver on your team. Yeah, I mean, could you make that case? A hundred percent. So uh, I I think he's got the talent, but realistically, you don't have, you know, a CD Lamb heading the group or a T Higgins heading the group or, I mean, even lower, maybe like a DK Metcalf. Not even like a DJ Moorhead in the group. DK so Metcalf actually was about to be the guy that I would say to try and sell Andrews for. If you yeah. if, if the DK Metcalf manager has a bunch of wide receivers on his team and doesn't have a very good tight end, and you can get like Dawson Knox and DK Metcalf for Mark Andrews, like make a move similar to that, or maybe you want to just grab uh, that move straight up for each other. I don't mind making that move, or you can get like a second on top of Metcalf. Yeah, or D- yeah exactly. I was supposed to say DK in a twenty twenty three second. I think was an appropriate move. You would own for the most part, uh, nearly half of the second round in that 2023 class. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that's a good move. And you, obviously, you, you increase your overall winning window, getting a 24-year-old superstar-level talent wide receiver like DK. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, again, other moves, just anybody's up for grabs. Hold on to your foundational pieces and continue to uh, to rebuild this thing. Obviously, it's probably going to take a year or two before you're ready to compete. But uh, we can move on to the next team here, which is Shebang's team, 10-team. PPR, one quarterback, tight end premium. You guys can see the team there. Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford in one quarterback leagues just fine. Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Melvin Gordon, pretty anti-FSE running back core right there. AJ Brown, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, Juju, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, mainly at wide receiver. Pat Fryermuth as his tight end. All of his 2023 and 2024 picks. So uh, looking at his team, he's definitely looking to contend this year. He said he's looking to get younger at running back, so it means he's definitely been paying attention around here. Uh, basically wants to know what kind of deals would you guys make for a young running back? Thinking about sacrificing one of his young wide receivers that he just drafted, uh, leaning Garrett Wilson to try and maybe secure a better running back. So if you could take, for example, Alvin Kamara and Garrett Wilson, like who would you go after kind of thing? I would need a, uh, I would need a DeAndre Swift type if I'm giving up that much. 
Yeah, I, w- I would as well. But I think that's kind of what he's what he's directing yeah. us toward. And, and I don't mind that, especially in a full PPR. Yeah, like if you if you're you know hard stack on, on, on competing, which I mean, given the, the the structure of your team with the point potential that you have, I would probably again agree with you, leaning to try to compete rather than trying to restructure. Um, Kamara plus Garrett Wilson, given the depth uh, you have a wide receiver, maybe you don't even need to pay Garrett Wilson. Maybe. You know, if you or maybe that guy also has Allen Robinson on his team, that'll help you compete. And you can go, yeah. you know, Swift and Allen Robinson for Garrett Wilson and Alvin Kamara or something like that. Yeah. And like worst case scenario, you have to throw in, you know, a two or a three to get that over the top. I, I don't mind making that type of move. Um, the other move I would say is I, I really like Pat Fryermuth, but if you're trying to compete, I do think that your tight end core is lacking like a true, true difference maker. Um, what like what what would be the type of range like if you could move up to like a George Kittle type would you be be willing to do that with this team? Yeah, if you, if if somebody on uh, in your league is trying to like rebuild and they have Darren Waller, George Kittle, somebody yeah. like that, and you can send Fryermuth in a third for one of those guys, I, I'd be cool with that. Or Fryermuth yeah. and maybe uh, one of your like fodder receivers that you have on your team, like Robert Woods or something like that, that would make some sense. I guess a, a, a rebuilding team probably wouldn't be too interested. Maybe DPJ, they they like DPJ Second, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. But overall, I mean, those would be the small transitions. He said he's leaning Garrett Wilson because uh, it's a Jet and he's a Bills fan. Yeah, I mean, I think Garrett Wilson's going to be really good. So unless you're going after a DeAndre Swift or a true, true, like superstar difference maker level player at running back or I mean, if, if you want, would you do that type of move for like Andrews? Yeah, time? yeah, I wouldn't mind something like that. Like, I, I I personally like I'm not the type of guy that overpays for tight ends and trades. I would rather have my tight end develop into one of those guys and then just ride that production. So I'd be more comfortable just betting on Fryermuth becoming a guy that's going to be a huge difference maker rather than pay up for a guy like Andrews at the price point that you're going to have to get up to. Um, I also don't mind if you're just trying to get younger at running back, just you're going to have to stomach some uncertainty if you want to get younger at running back. But if you can flip Ezekiel Elliott in a two for Travis Etienne or for fucking uh, JK Dobbins or Cam Akers, it's you're stomaching some uncertainty, especially injury wise, but those young running backs, if they're okay, injury wise are going to be one more valuable from a redraft perspective than Ezekiel Elliott, in my opinion, and two, a lot more valuable in dynasty. Yep. No, I agree. So, uh, overall, I mean, you, you got the framework to be able to turn this into a, a solid, solid contender this year. Other new, another move that I might add before we completely sign out of it is that, Amari Cooper seems like those volatile pieces where there's going to be one person in your league that really, really likes Amari Cooper will really, really value. Maybe the Deshaun Watson owner will really, really value Amari Cooper because he's got, you know, this narrative going around of him that, you know, he's a a great route runner that uh, just needs, you know, that, that offense to unlock him. If you can get like an overpayment on market value because somebody really, really loves Amari Cooper, which is likely to happen. Like for whatever reason, there's a cult following in some leagues from a few people of like, Amari Cooper, like Jerry Judy, like guys like that, for whatever reason, just have like a sort of like niche group that really, really loves them. If you can get an overpayment for Amari Cooper, I think that's the, the, the key here too. Yeah, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. So uh, let's move on to Jay Heeb's team, 10 team, super flex PPR dynasty league here. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Zach Wilson as his quarterbacks. Doesn't get much better than that. Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon. I swear everybody has like A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, and Aaron Jones in their running back court. I know. <laughs> uh, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Rashad Bateman, Allen Robinson, Gabe Davis, etc. at wide receiver. Also has David Bell on his taxi squad. Zach Ertz is his main tight end with uh, Logan Thomas and Brevin Jordan there. Doesn't look like he has any of his picks in 2023. That's a classic Jay Heaps. Um, 2024 <laughs> first doesn't have any other picks aside from that, but he has all of his picks, including an extra first in 2025. So uh, he won the league last year 
and he's going to win back to back. At least that's what he's trying to do. What do you think about his trades? And he said, I'm probably going to go full rebuild after this season. Do you think I'll be able to get a decent amount for my older assets? What in mind, uh, et cetera. So uh, looking at this, do you think that's the right approach? First of all, trying to go back to back. Yeah. I mean, with the structure of this team, I don't mind seeing where my point potential is at. You have crucial difference makers at different, different positions. So Devontae Adams is going to be a top five wide receiver this year. I don't care if people might, you know, create a narrative about him that he switched teams, but realistically what like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is better than Derek Carr, but the Raiders also throw the ball a ton more than the Packers did. So realistically, I think Devontae Adams is locked and loaded 155, 160 plus target wide receiver, regardless on what should be a better offense. So I think he's going to be a difference maker. Austin Mike Eckler. Evans, without Godwin on the field, yes. Mike Evans is probably going to be a similar difference maker at wide receiver. Eckler going to be a yes. top three, top four running Mahomes back. And in, Lamar. in fantasy, Aaron Jones could see a target uptick. Those two, yeah, those two quarterbacks are going to be 25 point per game scorers as long as they're on the field. Definitely have a lot of difference makers with this team. So um, his trades real quick that we can go over here. He traded away uh, Joe Mixon, Baker Mayfield, and uh, Gabriel Davis in return for Zach Wilson and Antonio Gibson. So he still has Gabriel Davis listed on his team here. You'll so see. I'm guessing he, he doesn't, unless he traded for him back. again. He got him back. <laughs> okay, he got him back. So that's why. Okay, so initially looking at that trade, I mean, Mixon, I like Mixon and Gibson, the difference between those two guys is it, there's a difference uh, in Dynasty, but it's not a huge, huge difference in my opinion. And Zach Wilson more than than clears that, that, that second part of that package easily. So... Yeah, w Wilson and uh, Mixon are probably more equivalent assets now that I think about it than uh, than Gibson and, and Mixon. So I'd rather have Wilson than Mixon, and I'd rather have Gibson than the rest of the package. So yep, no, I agree. We can move on to the next deal. He gave away uh, your uh, your most hated player in Dynasty, it seems, in Travis Kelsey, along with Matt Ryan. In exchange for Zach Ertz, he got back Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis. He actually lists here, got him back, as well as a 2024 and 2025 first. I'll just say it right now. Yes, is Travis Kelsey going to be like? Pretty significantly better than Ertz this year in fantasy. Sure. Like he's going to be a top three tight end. That's not a slam dunk I, though, man. Ertz I, could be like 11, 12 but, points per game score and, and Kelsey might be 15, 16. Like it might not be that huge of a difference. But but that's what I was transitioning to. I think Ertz is like, if he stays healthy, he should be a top 10 tight end this year, despite being the same age for the most part as Travis Kelsey. And then you look at it. I mean, a 2024 and a 2025 first is just absolute gravy. So, uh, I mean, realistically, Gabe Davis goes before Matt Ryan in startups. I would rather have Gabe Davis than Matt Ryan. And then if you're telling me I can get Ertz and two ones for Travis Kelsey, I'm doing that every day of the week. Yeah, because you still maintain a competing window with that tight end. And yeah. also, I would also consider, too, going after Rob Gronkowski uh, at his current price right now. And then you have Ertz and Gronk. You can kind of swap out tight ends uh, depending on the week or whatever. So uh, this next trade here, I mean, I don't know how you got a 205 for, for Jacoby Myers, but James Cook at the 205. I'm very fine with James Cook at that point yep. in time. I'm not fine with James Cook when you have to pick him at 107, 108, 109. Like some of you guys have indicated he's gone in your drafts. But at 205, I'm cool with James Cook. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anywhere after like 201 for James Cook, I think is appropriate. If you have to like maybe and like, you know, you're, you're not a big fan of pickings. You're not a big fan of maybe you're scared of Dotson. I don't know. We would take Dotson, but like. If you wanted to take him at the 112, I think that's about the range. It starts getting relatively appropriate. But for me personally, you know, 202 is a sweet spot. So the fact that you got him at 205, I think it's more than fine. Yeah, exactly. So um, the rest of this team, I, I think you're probably on the right track. Just just try and compete again this year. He, and do you think he needs to – his other question here is, does he need to go full rebuild after this season? 
I was just going to mention, he also actually made one more deal. He traded away uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones and $17 of fab for David Bell. He, like, yes. like Yeah, I'd rather have David Bell easily than Donovan Peoples-Jones. And the $17 of fab, I don't know how that was negotiated, <laughs> but that's kind of funny. Um, either way, yeah, I, I think, I don't necessarily know if you have to fully rebuild this team, although, I mean, your running back core is definitely going to be up there in age this time next year. Eckler and Aaron Jones will both be 28 years old. Gibson might be on the ropes as far as the starting job is concerned. Adams and Evans will be like 29 and 30 respectively. So uh, definitely I would probably consider tearing this thing down. Maybe you get a godfather offer for one of those quarterbacks, but you could probably still hold the three quarterbacks you have going into the future of your rebuild. Yeah, I would agree. I, I just want to quickly point out to those, uh, you know, that David Bell negotiation. Did you like offer him DPJ in 15 fab? He counters with DPJ in 20 and you just kind of like met in the middle. Like that's yeah. how I'm imagining it. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, either way, I think Jay Heaps is on the right track here. Let's go on to the final team of the video. Ryan Pinheiro here, 12 team PPR, one quarterback league. You guys can see the team on the screen there. Deshaun Watson and Zach Wilson is his main quarterbacks. It is a one quarterback league. Kenneth Walker, Tyler Algier, et cetera, at running back. AJ Brown, T Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Allen Robinson, Sky Moore, Elijah Moore. I swear to God, these wide receiver cores are just starting to blend together and Kyle Pitts. This is like the FSE staple <laughs> Kyle Pitts, AJ Brown, T Higgins, and all these wide receivers with like one solid running back, like Kenneth Walker and then Deshaun Watson as the quarterback. So yeah, um, definitely a well set up team here uh, for like a one year productive struggle or something like that in the uh, trades that he sent here. He sent away what looks like Jarvis Landry for two second round picks, 2023 and 2024 seconds. I don't know if that's a saints fan or like what, what's going on there. I, I don't know, but I mean, kudos to that because he just took one of the seconds and flipped it for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Is that a startup? What? Startup 709? So I guess, yeah, I guess like, you know, he, Deshaun Watson went to 709 in his startup and then he just flipped a 20, 23 seconds straight up for him. I don't know what happened, but so you're telling me you basically got Deshaun Watson in a 2024 second for Jarvis Landry? Is yeah, that what I'm reading? Even in a one quarterback league, that's, that's a huge, huge W there. So. Um, just wanted to know what you guys think of my team and the trades that I've made so far. Is this a win now or a rebuild? I mean, this is productive. I, he, didn't list his, he didn't list his picks here, so I don't know what his picks are looking like in 2023, 2024. But I would assume he might have some extra picks here as well. And uh, this is the type of team that I'd be looking to uh, just, you know, see what happens year one. You're probably not going to compete given your running back core, but you never know. Kenneth Walker could have like a top 15 season. Tyler Algier could be like a top 20 running back. And you could end up competing with this team, assuming Deshaun Watson or Zach Wilson gives you good quarterback production. This is a house money year. And in 2023, if you have like two or three or four first round picks, it looks like Danny just found how what his draft capital is looking like. What does he got? Uh, he, so he didn't list the rest of his draft capital, um, but he does say here that he ended up also flipping Allen Robinson for a 2024 first on this team. So given that move as well, I mean, great move, by the way. But given the fact that you also did that move, like, yeah, this is a, a productive struggle. This is a team that quite literally within, you know, 2023, 2024, you can build this up into a monster if you play your cards right. Because, I mean, that wide receiver core already is fantastic. And, you know, you just add a couple more running backs to this team for the most part, especially in a one-quarterback league. Deshaun Watson's going to be on the field next year for the most part, assuming he gets suspended this year. Kyle Pitts, we know he's a difference maker at tight end. You just need probably two difference makers, maybe a running back. And this team is loaded and ready to go. Yeah, exactly. There's not much else you need to add to this team aside from a couple difference making running backs. So if you secure Bijan next year, if you secure, you know, even Gibbs and Tucker or something like that, you could probably compete as soon as next season. Yeah, no, exactly. But uh, overall, uh, anything else you have to say on this team or should we wrap up this video? 
No, we can wrap up this video again. If you guys made it to this point in the video, comment down below Dynasty Decisions. If you want to be entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card, either commented on this video, commented on tomorrow's video, or commented on yesterday's video, and DM us a screenshot with one that you commented, number two, that you're subscribed, number three, that you're followed, uh, both of us on Twitter, and you'll be entered into that giveaway. Uh, giveaway. We will announce the winner at the end of episode 50 of dynasty decisions, which will be dropping on. I got to get the date right now. So today's Monday, as we're recording this Tuesday is when this is dropping Wednesday's 49 Thursday is when we will be announcing that. So uh, dynasty decisions, episode 50 on Thursday is when we'll announce the winner. If you want to be entered, like I said, follow the, uh, the steps that I talked about. They will be pinned in the comment section down below. If you want to check them out there, hit the like button. If you guys enjoyed this video, as always subscribe to the channel. If you're new, we just passed 11,000 subscribers. So we definitely appreciate that uh, as you guys are listening to this and uh, check out the Patreon, check out underdog fantasy using promo code FSE. You'll get 100% match back on whatever you put in. Uh, so you can get a lot of practice in for your redraft leagues coming this summer, get a lot of fun, win a lot of prizes uh, for best ball mania three, $2 million to first place, 10 million in total prizes using the promo code FSE. You'll get our dynasty rankings manifesto totally for free as well. So that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon.